0: Servus and greetings from Vienna. My name is Anita Posch. Thank you for listening to Bitcoin und Co., my podcast that's introducing the philosophy, ideas, and people behind Bitcoin. Bitcoin. Hello to all the Bitcoin enthusiasts and skeptics out there. I'm glad that you're listening again to my Bitcoin and Co. podcast and I've got some news for you. First, I'm very, very happy and glad that I finally managed to put my Bitcoin podcast on a new domain. And I also split the show into two separate feeds. Now you can listen to a German podcast and an English podcast. And I'll ask you to subscribe to these feeds in your podcast player. So the new domain is Bitcoin and That's in German Bitcoin und co.com. And I really would ask you to subscribe because I have a lot of great guests coming up. I'm going to Riga this weekend to the Baltic Honey Badger Conference. I had an interview with Max Kedun, um, in the last weeks. It's also in my podcast feed. He's one of the organizers of the Hodl Hodl conference in Riga. And I'm really looking forward to meet a lot of great speakers there. And, um, yeah, I'll try to bring the most interesting interviews back to you. So. Before we start with the interview, I also wanted to tell you about my new sponsors. It's Shift Crypto Security from Switzerland. They are the second sponsor now for my show, adding up to Coinfinity from Austria with their card wallet. And now you might think, so why does she have two wallet manufacturers as sponsors? I think that the Bitbox O2, which is a hardware wallet from Shift Crypto Security, And the card wallet from Coinfinity in Austria have different use cases. You use a cold storage solution like the card wallet if you just want to store and hodl Bitcoin. And if you want to do some transactions, you are better off with a hardware wallet. And both wallets are highly secure. I approached Shift Crypto Security because I feel like we care about the same things. My absolute belief is in independence. This is a value that drives all of Shift's products too. We both believe that everybody should be the holder of their own keys. And a well-built hardware wallet is the safest way to hold your coins. So when Shift announced the Bitbox O2, we made it happen. The Bitbox O2 is Swiss-made, secure and easy to use. It has invisible touch sensors and USB-C. And it also comes as a Bitcoin-only edition. That's something I believe in too. So I encourage you to check it out at shiftcrypto.ch. That's shift-c-r-i-p-t-o dot c-h. And you can get free shipping with the code ANITA. The Bitbox O2 by Shift Crypto Security. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Bitcoin and Co podcast. My guests today are Anibal and Paola. Hello.
1: Hello, Anita.
0: Hello, Anita. Hello. Great that you're here and that you have time to do this call. Um, I got to know Annibal because he's also a member of Team Satoshi, and I guess also Paola, because the two will run the Berlin Marathon on the 29th of September. And the second thing I would like to talk about with them is their relationship to Bitcoin, because I think they both maybe, or Annibal, they come from Venezuela. And um, so I'm very interested, and I think also our listeners are interested in the story behind Before we start talking about all those topics, please introduce yourself.
1: My name is Anil Santaella. I am from Venezuela. We are living now in Scotland. We left the country three years ago. Here is my wife.
2: Hi, my name is Paola. Yeah, I'm from Venezuela as well. And we have been living in the UK for the last three years. And
1: that's it. a mechanical engineer, I am a runner as a hobby. and uh, now I, I became an immigrant three years ago. I changed my career trying to make um to find a job with on Bitcoin and Paola.
2: Yeah I I worked as a sports with a Scottish football team.
0: Excuse me, I couldn't understand that you work as a sports trainer? No, a sports nutritionist. Understand. Uh, interesting. And Annibal, you're an engineer? Yes, I
1: am a mechanical engineer.
0: Okay, okay. And now in Edinburgh, what are you doing?
1: Since we arrived to UK like three years ago, I started to, to involve more with Bitcoin um, basically, I fell down the Bitcoin rabbit hole, and I decided to to learn, to learn, um, to, uh, to find a job on Bitcoin. Okay. Now, since two years and a half later, the things are starting to to change. About mm-hmm. engineer, I work as a project management in the past for like ten years in Venezuela. And it helped me to understand economic, the technology, and the social aspect of Bitcoin for now. Mm-hmm.
0: So, and I understand that right. You came, you 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 left Venezuela three years ago. Yes. Yes. And what was the reason for you to leave?
1: Oh, uh, basically the the political situation, political. Um, Obviously economic situation in Venezuela has been under a regime for the last twenty years. And uh, like three years ago we got opportunity or oh, my wife, Paola, had the opportunity.
2: Yes, I basically came to Scotland to complete a master's degree. And yes, uh, so because of the situation in, in Venezuela, I mean before the plan was to come and do the master and then go back, but it started to get worse and worse. Uh, I decided to just come and see if I could stay. So that's what I did, and yeah. So I came like, Basically, that, well, that's the reason why in spoke. I was was meant to do this master degree and would well, we stay. Um,
1: yes, in um, on the other hand to, to find a a better life.
0: Um, yeah, sure, of course. I mean, it's understandab- understandable. Understandable.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so, so We're in a way of the regime you know, about to get some freedom, mm-hmm. also, no.
0: Yeah, of course, I understand that. I mean, and and how did your connection to Bitcoin start? Okay, um,
1: I heard. The first time that I heard about Bitcoin was uh, the beginning of 2014. Um, I read, I read the the, the basics only about blockchain. Um, by that time, I I was working. I was earning good money. I don't know. I I, I was profitable at my, at my work, but um, one of my friends. And I decided to, to start mining Bitcoin. We got some equipment from China. And I, think I, I, start, I started to mine Bitcoin at the beginning of 2015. Um, then we left, uh, we left the country, but I continued mining Bitcoin there with my friends. And then we have uh, we have to shut down the miners because the regime was um, persecuting all the miners. And I was, by, the, by that time, I was living here in the UK, but the, the equipment and the little farm was like, uh, it was in Venezuela. But my friend and I decided to shut down all, all the equipment because the situation was so hard, the persecution, the regime against the miners start worse and worse. Um then I I got involved uh, learning learning more well when we arrived to UK I decided to start uh, to more, no? reading about the technology economics I I, I learned how to, to play, how to read the chart, I learned the basic technology behind the Bitcoin, the sort the social aspect uh, it has been like three years of learning. Um, uh, this whole three year, no learning about Bitcoin. Um, that is basically my, my story with Bitcoin, no?
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, and so, like, three years ago, the Venezuelan government forbid to mine Bitcoin yes and uh, you
2: know they didn't or beat but they were kind of persecuting and um, following and kind of intimidating um, uh, all of the people that were mining Bitcoin by the time so um, for example like they have this uh, intelligence police uh, to call it to give them a name and yeah so they they started like following people and the people that used to have uh, these uh, mining farms, so a lot of people just, you know, prefer to shut them down, and others just kept them, but they were still like, perhaps paying some money to this police, <laughs> and it's just a very, very complicated tropical, uh, and like the way that things are are managed in. Right? So, yeah, so I think Animo and his friends just shut that down, just you know,
0: prevented themselves to getting involved. Do you think that was because the Venezuelan government didn't want to change the bolivar into Bitcoin?
1: You know, when the when the last bull market started, you know, the the whole things went gone crazy about Bitcoin, and you know, many knows all around the world. Um, the, the Venezuelan regime realized about the Bitcoin because all the son of Bitcoin was amazing for all the 2007, 2016, 2017. Um, I think they they had they had the idea about creating uh, their their own cryptocurrency about Petro and they they started persecuting persecute all the, the miners. Um, but basically, the National Forces uh, persecuted the miners, but when they got the miners, they always asked for, you know, like a bribe. Give me money, mm-hmm. give me bitcoin. Many of my friends was, was, were shut down, but um, a few of them recovered their equipment. While well, they are they were paying a ride to the national forces, it was funny because they were paying the the ride in bitcoins. Mm-hmm. Interesting, and, uh,
2: yes. <laughs> they kidnapped the equipment. Yeah, they
1: kidnapped the equipment. Um. Uh. Obviously, using guns. It was using the fork because it was like a in, intelligent police of national forces. They are like the I call them. The, the minion of the <laughs> of the regime, no, yeah. uh, uh, something like that. But I think it was the the idea behind the old persecution is that the, the government, the regime, was trying to to create or make money or of the mining activity for other people. But uh, I don't know. They they can handle. They they couldn't create the. Their own cryptocurrency was fail I don't know. It never, never. The name is Petro, but um, many miners were shut down. Many, 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 many.
0: many. Mm-hmm. But they took the miners uh, for themselves, and they also took the Bitcoin as a bribe. Yeah, exactly, yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so you just said you you don't know anything about the petrol so i mean they they said they are doing it and you can buy petrol now but you think there is nothing
1: um no there is nothing actually for example um i have i still have my bank accounts on on my country on bolivar's bank account and for example in one of the bank i can get online on my on my my bank accounts and i see like they they forced the banks, the private banks, to create the, on the website Petro and Bolivares. And you can see this, the, your your balance in or national currency that is Bolivar or in Petro. But the Petro never were created. Never, never, never. I, I have asked many of my friends in Venezuela if have petrol. if they I, I offer to buy them, to buy petrol because I want to I want to check by myself, you know, and nobody, nobody has told me no, it doesn't exist it doesn't, the water never appears, the just was a project, like paper I remember, I, I, I sent the white paper, because I received it from one of my friends, uh, like the access to the white paper, I think, he was involved with the government, and I sent it so uh, to, to many of my friends. But it never happened. It was all about um, um, maybe a, 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 a agenda from the media, from the media,
2: something like that.
1: But it never happened.
2: No, I think, I mean, they they were supposed to back that petrol Mm. on our oil and uh, and then they did start something but it never ran out so they announced it but they said they had i don't know how many tokens but they didn't put them available and then uh, they're very i mean they're very uh, they don't. They not. They are not very organized. So then, that you know, was left there in the air. And I remember after that, they started talking about Petrogold. So it wasn't. It wasn't going to be back on the oil, but in the gold. In the and well, I think that that person that calls himself president, he stated that. Uh, that was going to happen, and it never did. So, you know, it's kind of, we are used to that. They speak, speak, uh, a lot of stuff. So people start talking, so people start talking about it, and then
0: they don't do anything. So it's
2: kind of the way they they act.
0: Mm. Um, Does Venezuela still have oil reserves? It's a rich country by nature, or? It, It
2: has, it has the the biggest uh, oil reserve uh, in the world, uh, but it's... Um, heavy oil. Heavy oil. So it's all down the air.
1: Yeah, it costs a lot of money, the, the extraction process, because it's, it's heavier. It's, 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 it's heavy oil, and we have... Gas. We have... Yes, And gold. And gold, and other minerals. Many
2: minerals, like, from I mean, oil.
1: Because we have part of the...
0: Amazonia. Of the,
1: the amazonian right. is a rich country in, in that way so on paper <laughs> on, papers. on paper
0: yeah i mean it's mismanaged and it's a corrupt uh, regime yes yes yes
1: this is the main the main cause i think because it's a mismanagement of the whole national resources and on the other hand they are using those national resources to to punish the people to control the people, to to keep to keep the Virginie in power, that they, they they are selling the, the, the gold to the Turkish better prices. They, they are using the oil to, to buy support for other countries, for example for all the Caribbean countries, uh, there are uh, small countries. In Venezuela they used to give them oil in in exchange for for support to those present. They are like a small countries with a small GDP, no? um, basically that the regime has been doing with our
0: resources. Before we continue, a short message from my longtime show supporters at Card Wallet. Thank you. We'll be back soon. Do you want to keep your Bitcoin safe long term? The Card Wallet is the best cold storage solution a retail customer can get. It's easy to use and completely offline. No hassles with updates, passwords, or hacks. I gave one to friends as a wedding gift. They are Bitcoin newbies, but with the Card Wallet, even they can hold Bitcoin securely. And the best thing is, my friends at CardWallet.com made a special offer for all the listeners of my podcast. If you go to www.cardwallet.com forward slash anita, You'll get twenty percent off the price, so go to www.cardwallet.com/anita now and buy a card wallet with a twenty percent discount. Are people actually using Facebook in Venezuela? Yes, yes. The
2: the media, I mean, the, all the social, the social media is available, mm-hmm. but and Twitter and and everything is available. You can use social media, but. There has been many cases, especially on Twitter, uh, of like, I don't know, let's say any person, I don't know, me, uh, who some they decided to write something against the government or something that was, you know, out of the line or whatever. And they have been taken uh, as prisoners. So it could happen to you, but... Perhaps it doesn't. It's just I don't know. It's I don't know how, how they choose who, who are they going to mess with. Uh, so people just you know try to to be careful. But actually, social media, especially Twitter, since our uh, we don't have. I mean, there there are TV channels, but there, they those TV channels are, are all controlled by the regime. Uh, Twitter is actually the place where everybody talks. So all the news and you know, like it's, it's like a little world in there. Uh, the and mm-hmm. also, even uh, now there is a new so oh well, for example, like podcasts and web shows and all of that. It's really very very popular because TV is just like, they just put like very stupid programs or things that are not important. So. Uh, podcasts and web shows have have become really, really, really popular in, in the country. So people are trying to do their own thing, and they usually get these like Patreon accounts, and other people supports them. Like a lot of people from that are living outside the country, and uh, so that's that's how the media is. Like the internet is actually what we have left to use. Sometimes it could be track. It's just you know a matter of luck, I guess.
0: Mm-hmm. Now I was asking because of Libra if you heard anything about the Venezuelan government saying about Libra. Oh
1: well, y- yes, the people in Venezuela is is aware about. Yeah, but about Libra. But who,
2: know, who knows if that's going to work? <laughs> yeah, you're right. In Venezuela, you cannot use PayPal. Yes. Uh-huh. You cannot. It's in. You cannot access to that because we have this exchange control. So it might be the same if Libra uh, actually yeah. happens.
0: Okay, so so what is the situation? You say you can't use PayPal, so you you cannot pay anything f- outside. You cannot uh, buy something online in the US or in Europe. No,
1: because the regime imposed control exchange like twelve years ago, something like that, and since then we can get access to a chain or currency with other currencies in the world. Um, we don't have access to, to buy in Amazon. We don't have access. We don't have a market for in Amazon for bolivares. We don't have access to PayPal. We don't have access to, to other kind of um, um, payment service like, 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 like this. Because the government uh, banned the, that the people can exchange or currency with other currency mm-hmm. in the world. It, it was to to avoid the capital flights of the country when the hyper uh, hyper hyperinflation start to, to to arise like 10-12 years ago. Mm.
0: So, but then Bitcoin. Would be a possibility. Yes. But how dangerous is it to use Bitcoin in Venezuela? Now I think like
1: the waters are calm in that aspect and it's not too dangerous. But maybe if, for example, is one of my pers- my point of view. If Bitcoin start to to move to higher prices, higher prices, the regime will be alert again because. You know, it make a lot of noise. But now, like the market is few people, not many, but few people in Venezuela use Bitcoin. I use Bitcoin to send to interchange with my friends in Venezuela to get bolivares. To, for example, I send money to my data still living in Venezuela. Um, I I, 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 Bitcoin for bolivares is is easy. Sometimes I can not change. The only way that I can change dollars or euros or pounds for delivery, if we have a friend, is peer-to-peer market, no? Because I have to find find a friend in Venezuela that, okay, I want to buy a dollar or I want to buy Bitcoin. Usually like two or one a month, once a month, I change some Satoshi to send money to my father, and
2: it's it's interesting that you ask that because on so for example in Venezuela there are there is no uh, money transfer or Western Union because it's not allowed. And so the government do have an exchange house, an ex- ex- exchange list, but of course no one will send money through that because they would they will put that money. On their own exchange rate, which is you not know, the real one, so there are a lot. Like, well, the, the that I know, there are two or three companies uh, that will, like, for example, let's say I want to send money to my family. I go to their page I put the Venezuelan account that I want to send money to, and then, and I want, let's say, I want to send them one hundred pounds. So then they send me a, like a bank account. I will deposit them those 100 pounds and they will put their deliveries on my relative account. But they do all of that through it. Okay. So that's how they do it. Uh, so, yeah, so basically a lot of people have built their own businesses to uh, you know, get some, you know, to allow us to send money to our relatives.
0: I didn't understand everything you said. You sent a hundred pounds to a bank account.
2: What, what I'm saying is that, that people have built businesses in which they have, they use Bitcoin to help you send your money to people in, in Venezuela. Uh, so for example, okay.
0: Okay. Okay, like agents
2: exactly, yeah. But they do all of this through Bitcoin
0: I understand, oh, that's great, okay, so so Bitcoin is actually the only possibility for you to send money to your family
2: basically basically
1: yes,' it's the one of the yes, easy. yes it is yes i I used to to sell once or two a month from one of my friends in Venezuela. for me, it's like easy because I am deep in blow involved with Bitcoin for but for the regular people, for example, there are that kind of company that Paola say there are like a change in that people build in Venezuela uh, about and they are using Bitcoin.
0: Mm-hmm. And do you think that the situation will change? Do you have no hope anymore? No, <laughs> no, no.
1: Uh, I think yes, we have hope. Yeah, but uh, it has been twenty years now, and I think it will take time. It will take time because it's not easy to to break down twenty years of, of our regime. It has been damaged the hmm. society. You know? No, not only the infras- the country infrastructure for the mentality of the people. You no, know? um, and mostly the people in with less option, no? With lower income, the people with less education, um, it, it's hard to change that, but I think it will change. It will change, I don't know, but... Hmm.
0: It's but it, so
1: difficult to, to, to say.
2: Well, I think, I mean, we will always have hope, realistically and very objectively, things, are happening, but sometimes we get ahead of ourselves and you know, we get very excited and then it's a big disappointment and that has happened to an experience like many times, so you really get uh, excited because something finally happened and then it wasn't, so emotionally that, that's been pretty hard because like, it's like you were going for a heartbreak, you know, Many, many times, and you go again, and you live again. So, uh, but finally, at this precise moment, uh, things are moving, uh, perhaps in the direction uh, of you know the regime, perhaps finding themselves with less options because of the pressure of the international community. and uh, The United United Nations already declared that we live now humanitarian crisis, things that they didn't do before. So things are changing, but uh, it's really important to us not to get ahead of ourselves. I think it will take perhaps more time, I don't know. Uh, and then after whenever this dream have happened, okay, about the, the current regime living, then they need to be aware that it will take a lot of time to recover as a society and then the social aspect will be hard to recover and of course the economic aspect absolutely get worse before we can get back on track
0: Mm. yeah i mean i hope for the best for you and for your country and now to something that's a little bit more fun Let's say that <laughs> you're you're also running the Berlin Marathon now for the team Satoshi. How did that start?
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, well, we love to run, and I think for me it's like quite exciting because it's, I love running, and wow, now I am so passionate with Bitcoin um, to combine. The dog, both activities in one is like a dream, no? I have been running for nine, ten years, something like that, and we are. Based on this marathon we are planning. We have been planning this marathon for two years, we had the plan to, to run the last the last year actually, but uh, we can make it. We can make it and we have to be late for this year. And now, but and now we are training. And um, for example, how I got the, the opportunity to, to meet uh, Tinsatochi Vitus. Vitus, and um, I have to say thanks to Andreas Antonopoulos because he was that the person that connect us. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was some. Um, German and talk about me because we uh, uh, we thought we met in london and then in Edinburgh and, and andrea was on berlin and totus because to, to a couple of days later text me and yeah, it was a pleasure and we have like a, a I think we know with other, with each other, we knew each other. He told me about King Satoshi and the, the, the I comment about the Berlin Marathon and we decided to, to make it like um, a challenge of King Satoshi and Paola. Uh, she also is a runner and all units like this good. It's good. We have a profession that he, he is is for nutritionist. Also, ah, one of one of the things that I, I want to say, for example, Paola has uh, patients. He uh, of Paola offers uh, her consultant service about nutrition for many of athletes and seriously aiming in Bitcoin and mm-hmm. uh, it's amazing, no, from Venezuelan people and from. It's people around the world but uh in order in
2: order to keep my Venezuelan athletes that I worked with when I was there, of course they cannot pay me in in pounds or uh, in dollars and I will not I, I will not accept Bolivar. <laughs> and so yeah, so Bitcoin has been the the way that I so I whenever I mean I I offer my services and they, they pay me.
0: Ah, yeah, that's great. So they pay you in Bitcoin. Yes, they do.
2: Yes. Well, I got like yeah, four or five.
0: Mm-hmm. Cool. That's great. So, yeah, I also heard the story uh, from Vitus. Uh, he told me how he got to know you and, uh, yeah, that, that it has been Andreas Antonopoulos. They met in Munich and they were talking about uh, Team Satoshi and then Andreas suggested you as a marathon runner.
1: <laughs> yeah, this is one of the most amazing thing because, you know, Bitcoin is a network, but uh, well, I have the opportunity mm. to meet Andreas, Bitus, you, Anita, and other people, and it's amazing. Um, uh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't have words word to. <laughs> I, I, I think. for that because uh, I have met people all around the world thanks to Bitcoin.
0: Yeah, that's same for me, and also with you too, like um, Anibal and Paola. Thank you very much. I would love to see you running in Berlin, but I only come to Berlin in October to the uh, Lightning Conference. But I guess I will see you online, uh, tweeting and uh, making pictures of you, and we will run with you in our minds. Yeah, <laughs> thank you,
1: thank you. And we need the, the, your your support, the community support.
0: Yeah, that, yeah, of course. And you have that. I have, I have a
2: question for you. How was the Satoshi? Uh, event that you yeah,
0: participated it in. Oh, the freeathlon, yeah. it, it was great. I mean, it was exhausting and very, how shall I say, it was an adventure. It was a great adventure. Yeah. Yeah. All, all of it, it at the same time. Um, it was an organizational effort. It was a team effort. And um, I really liked the fact that we did that together and, just to like raise awareness, positive awareness through sports for Bitcoin. And we had a great resonance also, I think, in the media, like the Bitcoin magazine wrote about us and Coindesk. And wow. um, I think also tomorrow, many people are doing their run for Hal Finney. And yeah. um, I think that will be a great event, too. I think the Bitcoin uh, community has never seen something like that before.
2: Yeah, like sports and,
0: and yeah, no.
1: Yes, no. It's a great yeah. thing, I think. Yes, yes it's a great thing. It's an opportunity to to bring the community together, and while we honor Hal Finney, and um, maybe the people have the have the opportunity to to I don't know, be outside, have some balance, because I think sometimes the people spend too many hours behind the screen. That's true, yeah. Yeah, for us is it's normal because we are a runner. We are we have been running for ten years, but I know that many people get a, got stuck behind the screen. Um
0: thank you. Thank you both for this interview. We have to wrap it up now. And I wish you all the best for the next weeks and I'm sure we will meet again somewhere.
1: Thank you, Anita. Thank you, Anita. Thank you. We will be running the marathon by the end of the of the month, September, and then we will we will go to Munich. I think we will meet Bitus uh, there and some of the community there. And I hope to see you in the future or to meet you in the future. Thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate your support with this interview.
0: Yeah, thank you very much too. And bye bye. Have a nice evening. Bye. bye you too. Bye. So thank you for listening. And please remember to check out the Bitbox O2 hardware wallets. Free shipping with the code ANITA at shiftcrypto.ch. Two editions, both Swiss-made, including a Bitcoin only. What can I say? I'm a fan. That's it for today. Thank you for listening. What did you think of the interview? Did it bring you greater understanding of Bitcoin and its people? If yes, and if you want to support my show, please subscribe to the podcast in your player, leave some stars and share, 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 share on social media. Feel free to contact me on Twitter, LinkedIn and YouTube or send me a voice message via the link on the episode page. Goodbye from Vienna. Auf Wiederhören. Music. Start with yes. Dedicate beats. Idea, content and production, yours truly, Anita Posch.